Are you ready to start living the life of your dreams? Are you ready to fight the magic, the stories and the lessons to take your life to the next level? I'm Nicole Winley, and I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. Because when you feel good, when you believe in yourself, success and achievement are just around the corner. Ain't nothing fabricated here. It's real stories from real people to guide you through life's ups and downs. Let today be the start of something new. Let today be the day that you change any belief that limits you. Welcome to Believe and Achieve It. Welcome, welcome to the final, I can't even believe I'm saying this, final episode of Believe It Achieve, not forever, for 2021. And what better way to finish it up than with Janet? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Janet and I were just chatting and we were like, I can't even believe it's the end of 2021. And you said it. it, Yeah. It feels to me like 2021 didn't even happen. Like it's still, it's, I don't know. It feels to me like it's just like right after quarantine or, you know what I mean? It still feels like 2020 to me. Right. Because 2020, the shutdown, all that started in February of 2020. And then I feel like 2020 though, we were still like unsure and that was when a right. lot of the shutdowns were happening. I mean, heck, they closed our beaches right. for a couple of weeks. Right. right. And you and I are fortunate to live in Florida. So we didn't really have shutdowns and right. that stuff to tend to. But then 2021, we got our butts kicked by the Delta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we really did. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So I feel like that, even though it lasted a few months, but I feel like tw- what even happened in 2021? I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, I think it's like the pandemic that never ends kind of. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend of mine and I said, oh my God, I can't believe I've had Duchess for almost a year. I got Duchess wow. in ba- on Valentine's Day. She's my Valentine girl. Wow. And I'm like... It feels like it's only been a few months. So what the heck? Is this the whole we're getting Crazy. older? Because we all know I just turned 50, right? I've been flashing it all over the world. Um, 50 and fearless. So yeah, it's like, what the heck happened? I had my 50th birthday party, but aside from that, I don't know what happened. I think everybody really feels like that. You know, I think it's like when we talk about trauma, we talk about um, simple or acute trauma, which is like when something happens, you know, there's a car accident or something. And yes. then life which goes I'm back to normal, yeah. right? <laughs> what you're dealing with, right? Or, you know, complex chronic trauma, like with, you know, COVID where you just, you don't know when it's going to end and it just keeps on going. And every morning there's a new something to, you know what I mean? To stress about. And I think it's unavoidable, right? It's our nervous systems are designed to protect us from danger. And so mm-hmm. they're constantly scanning their environment or am I safe or am fight I or not flight, safe? right? Fight or flight. And it doesn't matter how many, how evolved you are or how strong you are or how many affirmations you do. Like this is beyond all of that. This is like a, a reflexive automatic response, right? That, that our nervous system does to protect us. And it does it really well. 
And so when we go through now, what are we at, 18 months of every time the nervous system scans the environment, it finds danger mm-hmm. that we can't help but everybody to be experiencing a level of trauma from that. At least our nervous system, our bodies are responding to that. And and then because we live in a world that doesn't value mental health and doesn't value, I don't know, sees struggle as weak, right? You know what I mean? Just, just get over it, learn new language, get out there. I think it makes it so much harder, right? That, that when we look at the protective factors around trauma, it's being able to just sit down for a minute and process the feelings with a compassionate listener, somebody who can be with us in that moment and help us to process the emotions. When you see animals in the in the animal kingdom, when they have a trauma, you see them, or even if you see your pet, when they get up from the floor, they get up from the bed, they do that shake from nose to tail, right? And they just, you know what I mean? They're able to, to shake it off. They give themselves a minute. Animals, when they're being chased by a larger animal, they play dead for a little bit and they let their nervous system settle. And then when they feel safe, they come back out. But we just we don't, don't get give to play dead. That chance. No, we don't get to play dead. We don't get to sit with the compassionate person to hear our feelings. We don't get to acknowledge our feelings because we have to be getting back to work, learning a new language, you know, getting to the gym, doing all those things, being grateful, all these things. And so I think that then that kind of adds this extra level of trauma to the trauma, which is this sort of dissociation where we're all just living life as if it was normal when yes. it couldn't be further from the truth, right? It couldn't be further from the, this. Like the, these years are going to be talked about in history books for the rest of our life. Our grandkids and their kids will be reading about this time where we're just walking around like, oh, no, everything's fine. And I think that's <laughs> right, especially here in Florida. <laughs> right, right. And I and I think that that's, such, that's so important too because the country really experience. You know, we have a really a huge country. And so if you were in New York City or, you know what I mean, some of these places that had that really early onset of COVID, you know, I remember talking to my friends who lived in the coast and everything. We had, I think, 19 cases at the beach that like went to 22 or something during that year. You know what I mean? Like we were like not even affected. So it's this, you watch this stuff on the news and you talk to pe- people and you're so in such a different place. But now we're all locked down. You have to wear masks and everything, but there's no COVID around. Flip it to this next year, right? <laughs> where all of those friends, they're like, I'm going out for the first time. I'm all this stuff. Right? Well, we're just like, every time I turn around, somebody's dying from Delta. Dying, yes. Dying, right? Young people dying. Young people with kids dying. My neighbors have it. We have it. The, the, the neighbors over here have it. Like, Every client has it. And at the same time, where then you're, you watch the news and it's like, we're opening up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because it's so based on the other part. So it's, I just think all of that cognitive dissonance and all of that dissociation. Just and is, everybody it's, it's has been affected by COVID. Everybody at this point In the whole has been affected. Yes. In Even if you're world, an anti-vaxxer or, yeah, it doesn't matter. You've been affected. Right. You've been affected. You've been You've been affected. And even all that stuff, that's another, it's not just the virus, right? It's the politics around it. Right. Because you know? they're angry that they're being forced, right? I get it. Look, 
But anything goes, right. okay? Right. I have my my thoughts, and but anything goes. So no judgment, but it's like they have that stress. You know, I've talked to many people, and you probably have too, Janet. They're like, oh, well, my husband's going to lose his job because he refuses to get the vaccine, and then their whole life is right. changing. And then it's right. just, or I, you know, you knew someone who died. I knew probably a dozen people that died. Right. Man. Died. Everybody knows people who died. Everybody knows people who have lost friendships over it, marriages that are suffering, having to change jobs, change schools, move, right? People are moving into different parts of the country. Even just that sense of isolation. I think before all of this, you know, we didn't even know our friends' politics half the time. And now, right now, it's like on everybody's flag and everybody's front yard and everybody's tongue where it's like it, it's it's everything to everybody and and that's so divisive too even within your own party or your own beliefs there's all these different sort of factions about that right now and it's just it, the, the the level of trauma that we're all living with every day is so intense and it's crazy that it's something we just don't even talk about when you just look at the news it's like we're back open this is good enjoy the holidays be grateful but you know what I mean? But at the same time, we have this craziness going on. Right? Yeah. Because you try to live, right? Like nothing's happening. Right. 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 (laughs) Well, and yeah, so I think just to everyone everyone listening, I think what I would say is if you are feeling exhausted or overwhelmed or angry or agitated or whatever, that you're, of course you are. You know what I mean? And that everybody is. Some people are just not aware of it. Because I feel like the angry people are just as affected as the scared people. Correct. Right. right? It's just two different, it's just two different trauma responses, right? Uh-huh. It's fight versus flight, right? It's fight versus freeze, but it's still a trauma response. And I do think that all of the unrest and all of the arguing and everything is, and the anger is coming from trauma. It's coming from all of this trauma that has just that we we've not been allowed to process. And so that's what I just say to everybody listening is to find someone to process it with. You know, it doesn't have to be a therapist. It can be a friend who just wants to sit and and listen, even if they have differing political views. I promise you that I'll sit there in a day and have one client who is super pro-vax and everything. And what they're talking to me is about the friends that they lost. They feel so isolated. They feel like they don't belong to this country. Then the other person comes in and they're on the completely other side, anti-vax, anti-vax. They come in, they've lost friends. They feel like they, they don't belong in this country. It's the exact same thing. So regardless of our beliefs, we are all having the same losses. We're all having the same experiences. If we could find a way to talk about that instead of yelling about the the beliefs, you know, we would all feel so much more connected and less fearful. And then I think there would be less, less polarization because we would feel connected. Right. We're going to take the show on the road. <laughs> you know, it's funny, hold like, hands, it, everybody put your hand on your back. <laughs> right. Tell them you're here for them. But, you know, like when we talk about with couples counseling, couples come in, right? And, the, you know, everybody's been in a, in a relationship where you have that same argument over and over again, right? You know, about the milk or the clothes on the floor or the toaster or whatever, right? All these things. 
And why do we keep having the fight and why does it not resolve? Because it's not about the milk or the toaster. It's about the feelings underneath, right? It's about the way those feelings trigger our trauma and our, our, our sad points from our past. And so when somebody, you know, leaves the toaster, then, you know what I mean? Then you feel not heard. And in your childhood, you felt not heard. And so, you know what I mean? So it becomes this bigger thing. And the beauty of therapy is that when you stop talking about the toaster and you talk about the feelings that you felt about that toaster and where that came from, and you can say, so I just felt, you know what I mean? I, I felt not cared about because when I was a kid, my parents didn't really care about me. And so the toaster is a representation of that. The partner can say, well, but I care about you. You know what I mean? How do I make you feel cared about? And also, let me do a better job of cleaning up the toaster because I, you know, and now I understand it. And so I feel like if we could just have that same conversation about what's going on now, it isn't really about the masks and the vaccines and all those other stuff that mm-hmm. we're arguing about. It's about how we are responding to this worldwide chronic complex trauma and some of us are fighting and some of us are freezing and some of us are fawning and some of us are fleeing and some of us are having stomach aches and some of us are getting divorced. You know what I mean? We all have these different oh, it's ways. A mess. Of, it's a mess. That all being said, and of course it's not like a light subject, but it's always nice to make, you know, bring some laughter or some lightness to it. But do you think yeah. that is like why this year flew by? Yeah, I do. I think we're all just kind of disassociated and living in this constant cognitive dissonance of where we're supposed to be in this. Because 2021 is sort of supposed to be this post-pandemic year. Right. And yet, especially for us in Florida, it was the our, our first pandemic year, right? I mean, we really, like you know what I mean? We had to deal with the quarantine and all that. But the actual dealing with the actual virus we didn't have until you know until this year and so I I just think having to hold two thoughts at the same time having to live this reality but then be presented with this alternate I do I think that's why it just feels like it just flew and I'm hoping that with the passage of this time that next year we can be a little bit more present and a little bit less trauma reactive Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> I did talk about my 50th birthday on a podcast. So the birthday party has come and gone. And I was nervous when I sent out the invitations months ago about coming to a party. And I was right. like, right. is this rude to send an invitation when COVID's so bad right now? What am I going to do? And, you know, I talked to my family and they were like, let's just move forward. And it might be the perfect time when people are ready. And I think it was the perfect time. It was. And I loved that. So, and so many people have given the feedback that it was just so full of love. So I love yeah. that, <laughs> you know, I had, I think, 150 people there. And some were anti vaxxers, some were pro vaxxers, some were red, and some were, I don't even know what red and blue is. Right. But aside from all of that, we all came together and just, celebrated life and love really yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely no it's a great that, opportunity uh, yeah i think that people are now starting to do that even though we do have this other variant that might happen it might not we still don't know 
So um, mm-hmm. what do you like? What are your plans for the holidays for Christmas and New Year's? And what do we do? Do we still plan? Because we are kind of in this unknown kind of limbo. Yep. I mean, you know, I think to some degree we have to get used to living like this. I think that there's um, going to be some more limbo time. And so I think we have, you know, I think there isn't necessarily a blanket statement. I think you have to get really in touch with yourself and where do you live and what's your family situation and, and where's your family live and what's your health, you, you know, all sort of all of those things. Do you have to make plane reservations? Do you have to make hotel? Is it, you know, that, that to me, what I would say is to just really take some time to really, before you make any holiday decisions to get really quiet and go for a walk on the beach, meditate, write, listen to music, talk to someone you trust and just sort of get in touch with what are you feeling? And are you feeling excited? Are you feeling nervous for the holidays? Are you feeling like how much of that has to do with the family stuff? How much of that has to do with the COVID stuff? Are you feeling lost, you know, or grief at this time? And then to give yourself permission to really do what's best for you, if that's to just make plans and get, you know, travel insurance, then that's, you know, then make that plan. If it's easier to say, no, we're just going to drive or we're just going to stay home, then then make that plan. But to really kind of try to drown out the expectations of the world at this time, which are always, you know, in any year, the holidays are such, such high expectation times. Yesterday, we were canceling Christmas. Like our family did, we did, we zoomed. We just did a zoom. Right, Zoom Christmas. Yeah. It seems like that. We just did that. Mm hmm. It's just, I know. And so, and so I think just to really kind of pay attention and to check in with your your family and the, you know, the closest people to you, where are they? What are they feeling? What are they wanting? To give yourself an opportunity to grieve if you need, to be angry if you need. And to try to figure out something that something that that works for where you are right now. Yes, we as true. a family, and we're I getting together. Any year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. getting together definitely as a family. And you know, sometimes, <laughs> as you know, I've been my therapist for ten years now. <laughs> Traveling for Christmas has always kind of brought stress to me, and Many. it's not at all. <laughs> And not at all, not at all. Like I'm excited to see my family and to be around everybody. But, you know, like I know you get it because I get it where people are so divided in their families. Yeah. So how do, what do you, okay, here, I'll be, I'll be, this is the question, right? So, You know, my whole family yeah. doesn't agree with the fact that I'm vaccinated. This is not my family. No, I know. But um, I'm going to go see them. And then it's like divided. So what do you do when do you even go around? Or do, can you set the boundary and say, you know what? Because of my beliefs, we're going to miss Christmas this year. Right. Well, and you may say that, right? And I think again, it's the idea that it's that it's there is no blanket answer, right? That it really is individual. That each person, you have to really get quiet and listen to really what is is it that you're feeling. I understand the expectations, right? 
I understand how holidays have been in the past. I understand people are going to get mad and have hurt feelings. I, I understand all of that. But what, what I'm really concerned about is what do you, to each person who's listening, what are you feeling and what are you wanting? And then starting to make your decision on, on that. So if the decision, you know, if the feeling is I don't want to go, but I know that everybody's going to be upset. So then my, my question is, okay, who is that? So, and then what, what do you do with that? Right? Like for some clients and even for me in different years, there have been years that I've gone along to get along. Right. Mm -hmm. It just, that seemed to me like that was going to cause me the least stress. And then there've been other years where I put my foot down and said, nope, because those in that's what I, you know, that's what I needed. Right. And so I think that it's just a really personal decision is to really balance out, but to know what is it that you want. And if you really, you know, you don't feel comfortable going, but you also feel less comfortable dealing with the fallout, then honor that, right. Then honor that. And you, you know, and vice versa, if you feel, you know what I mean? If you just feel more comfortable not going and you'll deal with the fallout, honor that. Like there is no right or wrong way to handle the, the holidays. Being together sometimes works for some people. Being apart sometimes works for some people. And it's okay. You can't please everybody. You'll never please everybody. And that it's okay for people that you love to be disappointed in your decisions. That's for them. That's not for us to worry about everybody else's feelings. They can go talk to their therapist about that, listen to podcasts about that. Your job is to really figure out what is best for you and to try to communicate it as clearly as feels comfortable to you. You know what I mean? I really don't push anybody to do the right thing. If it's easier to just send a text than to make the call, send the text. You know, this is holidays are hard to begin with. Two years into a pandemic, be kind to yourself. Pay attention to what you what you need and just and honor that. And if if what you need today is different. And when it comes to December 24th or 25th, like honor that you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to disappoint people. You're allowed to do what's best for you. Even if it's not best for others, I get that people will tell you that you're not who you are. You, you know what I mean? You, that's why we're adults. We get to make our own, own decisions. You don't have to make your decisions based on what other people want, whether that's your family or your neighbors putting pressure or you just get to make whatever is the best decision for you, even within nuclear family, you know, like sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, dad and kids are going and mom's staying home and that's, how, you know, what I mean? that's, how, that's okay too. Yeah. The advice I, I always give is do what's, what's going to work best for you, not for your mom, not yeah. for your dad, not for your sister. Yeah. What's yeah. good for you. Totally. hundred percent. Because I always did, you know, well, as a kid, I was traveling a lot on Christmas Day. I right. would get on an airplane and travel so that I, because I didn't want to not be with my dad and not be with my mom. And I'm like, y'all are the right. ones who got a divorce, but I didn't figure right. that out when I was older. Why am I, I the right. in the airport stressed out <laughs> when you guys got the divorce? Right. <laughs> right. Right. But I didn't start making that decision until I was older. <laughs> And right. of course, now my decision is all based on Duke and Duchess. So, <laughs> right, and that helps, right? And that helps. That helps. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we sit here, we talk about, you know, all the bad of 2021, but 
it wasn't all bad, right? I mean, uh-uh. yes, the reality is, is we're in the pandemic, right? Yes, the reality is there was a lot of death. There was a lot of sadness. There was a lot of loss of a lot, loss of a lot. Jobs, marriages, loss of human life, life you know, everything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at a gratitude jar that I started the beginning of the year. And I just saw it like peeking its little head at me. And I was like, these are all the great things that happened. So I can't wait to dig into that at the end of the year. In just a few weeks, I get fun. (laughs) So there was a lot of good. And that's, I like to tell people is to celebrate the little wins and the little things. These are all tiny little things that would happen each month that I was so grateful for. So even at the Mm -hmm. the end of a bad year, right? A pandemic year, there will still be a lot of things that I am right. grateful for. You know, for one, right. uh, I've got my hand here on Duchess. She's chewing my hand because I'm trying to keep her somewhat oh, calm. Yeah. But I'm grateful for her. <laughs> she yeah. came into my yeah. life in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's just, you know, like I say a lot, life is what you dare to make it, right? Yep. Well, and I think maybe that's a really, I think that's a good takeaway for the listeners today is the idea of making a gratitude jar. Like I actually posted on my social media on Thanksgiving, a post to between now and the first, you know, fill your fill a jar with gratitude so that on New Year's, so, you know, it is like, it's nice to do it year round, but sometimes it's good to do this. So for everybody listening Maybe this is a good weird way to wrap up 2021 is to grab a jar or a box, Kleenex box, whatever, Ziploc bag, some paper, and just every, as, as much as you can, write down the little, the little things, right? Duchess is a big thing, but you know, your favorite barista at Starbucks being there, like that, that's something. Hitting all the green lights when you're late for an appointment, that's something to be grateful for. Getting a parking place, right? Like it's those little things that, and I think the lesson that maybe we could really take from this year, and that's, this is the lesson that a gratitude practice gives, is that even in times of real suffering and real hardship, there are simultaneously things to be grateful for. Right, because and how great that, is it going to be to open my jar and read all the great things. So then you forget, yeah. right? It makes all the right. bad you forget. things. Yeah. You forget, right? And so writing them down helps us to helps us to remember to overcome that negativity bias that our brain has where it focuses naturally more on negative things to keep us safe that we can that we can kind of push back against that by focusing, by writing things down, by repeating by at the end of the day, by reading them out loud, keeping them in your scrapbook to really, uh, you know, consciously focus on the positive moments between now and the first of the year to really help kind of manage the, manage our nervous systems that are just so tired at this point. Yeah. Because, you know, you and I talk about gratitude all the time. It is free. Yep. It doesn't cost anybody one You're thing. Right. 
to have a right. gratitude practice and it is scientifically proven for the people that only, you know, have proven. to have that. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is scientifically proven to help. To rewire. It, it, it rewires re- your brain. Yes. To help. It rewires your brain. Yes. To help you live a more happy and fulfilled life from yes. a simple note of gratitude. Right. Or gratitude. a word of gratitude. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's my biggest thing. I mean, I've got a tattoo of gratitude. I've got (laughs) gratitude lists, gratitude things. It's everything. But it truly helped me. You know, that's my biggest transformation in my life from living in fear, anger, and depression into living in grace, gratitude, and love is gratitude. Ah, Didn't really think we (laughs) we would go there today, but that. Yeah. But that's a great way to end it, right? And just for everybody to grab a jar and some papers or to keep a list in your notes or download a free gratitude app, start a, a group text chain with some friends or family and just every day. Put it on social media. Word. What are you grateful for today? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Feel, and just be, read a news feed that's all great. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Like little, just little things like, I'm grateful that I can sit here, that I can find this time with Zoom and a cell phone and a car, that we can do this, you know, while I wait to pick my son up, right? These, those, those are little moments that you can be grateful for. And if you focus on those between now and the end of the year, I think it will help to, to counteract all of the negative. Right. And finish out 2021 with grace, gratitude, and love. thank you so much janet for finishing off this uh podcast year with me and i cannot wait for next year who knows where we will go me too Uh, (laughs) i'm so grateful i'm i have so much gratitude for you and for this for how much you help everybody with this i'm uh, so grateful that it brings gives us this time every month for us to chat yes you know what i mean yeah i'm really grateful for having that uh, well, thank you so much. And ah, Henry just got in. Hi, Henry. Henry's on the podcast. <laughs> You're on Believe It Achieve It. Let's drop a plug for Henry's oh, handcraft. Go ahead. I'm remember giving you, you made the shirt? You made me a Believe It Achieve It shirt, but you actually have a little business hey. now. Yeah, it was like your first that was your, his first shirt. Was My very first? first Believe It Achieve It shirt um, <laughs> was made by Janet's son. And what is the name of his business? Just so listeners Hen- can go. Henry's Handcraft Market. On Instagram. On Yay! Instagram. You will make you whatever you want. <laughs> I love it. I love you so much. Thank you so much. And everyone... Pull out that gratitude jar and pull out that gratitude list, whatever it is, and just be grateful for 2021, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Much, much love, everybody. And we will see you in 2022. We'll see you next 2022. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Believe It, Achieve It. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you some value, please share it with a friend or subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. I love hearing from all of you, so please drop me a line at CoachNicoleWindley.com. That is CoachNicoleWindley, W-I-N-D-L-E-Y.com. Catch you next time. Much, much love.